This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. You're listening to Weird Medicine with Dr. Steve on the Riotcast Network. Riotcast.com. We're missing contains mature contents that uh, may be offended to some listeners. Let me write. <laughs> <laughs> what did they wrong then? It, you know, your old house is like an oven. I've got diphtheria crushing my esophagus. I've got Ebola virus dripping from my nose. I've got the leprosy of the heart valve exacerbating my incredible woes. I want to take my brain out and blast it with the wave, an ultrasonic echographic and a pulsating shave. I want a magic pill for my ailments, the health equivalent of Citizen Kane. And if I don't get it now in the tablet, I think I'm doomed and I'll have to go insane. I want a requiem for my disease. So I'm paging Dr. Steve. It's Weird Medicine, the first and still only uncensored medical show in the history of broadcast radio. Now a podcast. I'm Dr. Steve. Yeah, I know who I am. And I'm joined today with my little pal, Dr. Scott, the traditional Chinese medical practitioner who keeps the alternative medicine wackos at bay. Hello, Dr. Scott. Hey, Dr. Steve. And she who will do most anything for a glass of expensive wine, it's Lady Diagnosis. Uh-oh. Try that again. Can you hear me? Yeah, it's been just a cl- We need to do this more often because I'm just effing up bad today. Yep. Okay. Hey, Dr. Steve. And also in the studio, my delightful wife, Tacey. What's up? <laughs> this is a show for people who would never listen to a radio show, or a medical radio show particularly. Uh, if you have a question you're embarrassed to take to your regular medical provider, if you can't find an answer anywhere else, give us a call at 347-766-4323. That's 347 If you're listening to us live, the number 754-227-3647. That's 754-22-PENIS. Or 754-BEAR-NIP. Right, Tace? That's right, Steve. Or follow us on Twitter at Weird Medicine or Lady Diagnosis or Dr. Scott WM. Visit our website at drsteve.com for podcast medical news and stuff you can buy. Go to our merchandise store at cafepress.com slash weirdmedicine. Most importantly, we are not your medical providers. Take everything you hear with a grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on the show without talking over with your doctor, nurse, practitioner, physician assistant, pharmacist, chiropractor, acupuncturist, yoga master, physical therapist, clinical laboratory scientist, sommelier, or whatever. Jeez, Whew, that was rough. We, um, if anyone can tell me why Skype cannot hear this, I'm just going to throw this technical question out there. Why Skype cannot hear sounds from the USB audio codec? Please email me because we've been using Skype for 15 years to, or what, however long it's been, and all of a sudden it doesn't work anymore. So uh, I'm going to have to switch over to uh, taking phone calls using Google. Um, uh, a Google app or some other telephone app, maybe one of those will work, but it's not working. And uh, so last show, 
we kind of uh, kludged it up by putting a microphone next to the speaker and ran Joe List and Richard Smith through, uh, um, you know, the speakers on my, uh, the monitor speakers and that kind of worked, but the audio quality was crappy and I really couldn't control it very well. And then we lose a whole microphone in the studio. So while we're remodeling the studio next week, the booms are on their way. One of them is over there next to you, Lady oh, Diagnosis. I saw that. We're going to have uh, actual... Uh, uh, a studio upgrade for the first time in, uh, gosh, hmm. 12, 12, 13 years. I want I my microphone know. to come down out of the ceiling, please. We, there is a way to do that, actually. Yeah. And, uh, and there's, in some situations, it's better. Since Scott, we're, we're doing a, a multi-track project with Dr. Scott where he's singing before and after, and uh, I've got his track where I can isolate his vocals, mm. which will be fun to play just the vocals by themselves, particularly the before. But um, <laughs> oh yes, yes. But and and we're doing Sweet Melissa. That's <gasps> the great thing. We are going to do Melissa. Yes, we are. So uh, that was the the song that started all of this with GVAC, yes. and that's the one I've never seen Scott ever mad. But except one time, and that was when I started playing <laughs> semi-sweet Melissa on this show just to shit on him. And we really weren't shitting on you. I just wanted to show yeah. how much better you've gotten right. since then. No, I, I appreciate it. It had to go up. There was no way it was getting any worse. <laughs> well, I'm not arguing with you no, on that, but it's um, it terrible. Terrible. So for Scott's birthday, I got him uh, voice lessons. Yeah. He did one of them, and then he canceled the one from today. So, so I can be with my friends and do my show. One whole lesson, but anyway. But it, he's already better because the guy mm. told him what GVAC and I were trying to, but we just didn't, you know. You didn't know how to tell him. We didn't know how to tell him. Right. Yeah. right. He, Scott's got a beautiful, if I can use that word with a dude, speaking sure. voice. Mm-hmm. and But singing voice atrocious yeah not so much horrible <laughs> horrible it's like well hello everyone let me sing well, uh, you know and i did the same thing <laughs> yes but it's in there it, it's you, in there. you can you can tell he's tease he can out. do it yeah tease it out but if you yeah. could sing with your speaking voice yeah, yeah. so what this guy told him was brilliant yeah said just speak the speak the word right. or speak the words in the beginning and then work into singing them yeah and I'm like, you oh, asshole! That's brilliant. Yeah, it was. You know, he said, just talk into it. He said, just start, just read the words. The first part of the song, and just as you start to read the words, and start just gradually. And then getting your voice your, will yeah, just yeah. fluctuate. Just you want to try that normally. with Melissa right now? Just do the first no, stanza. Oh hell no! No, okay, fuck, All right, no. fair enough. I thought no. I'd ask. Hey, um, give me, give me, a, give me, give me six months of. But the first time we training. played since he's done that, he did that, and it was like this is a, a million times. You could tell that he's on the road to real improvement. And I'm like, you asshole. GVAC and I both told you this mm. shit. And then this guy, one time. <laughs> but it's just like, you know, if I tell Tacey something and then she hears it from, from somebody else or if she hears it from Scott, genius. she'll mm-hmm. take it more seriously. Or our kids, if they hear it from us. Like, this movie right. is really great. What was that movie I tried to get Liam to go see? And he was like, oh, it's stupid. And then his friends wanted to yeah. go. And he comes and, can I go see yes. X movie? And it's like, you... So I've been trying to get you to go with me for weeks. You don't have no street cred. No, I know. I really don't. Particularly with my 23andMe or uh, Ancestry.com results. No street cred. (laughs) Just Eastern European honky ofe. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Anyway. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, What else? So, yeah, that's interesting. So that's going to be fun. Yeah, that's cool. Why, why was I talking We're about talking that? microphones coming from the ceiling. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yes. so 
we've got a deal where we can suspend the mics from the ceiling. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Suspend the mic from the ceiling and do it like a real recording studio. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to get for the studio one of those isolation uh, shields, and you put that on the the microphone. It comes down, and then you sing into that, and then I can completely remove any of the effects of the room from your singing. And isolate you completely. Then I don't have any excuse for Could ambient you? noise making mm. me. Sound well, I can so add terrible. that ambient yeah. noise stuff back yeah. if we need to. But it's a great way to just get nice, clean audio. So, yeah. yeah. So that's right. Oh, I can't wait to hear that. Well, you can. When are you going to do this? You can no. hear part of it right now, right? No, no, no. no. They get, they can't even hear the thing that we did. The take three. No. Oh, it was better than the very first one. Yeah. Okay. So sure. this is you've. Everyone go back. Go get a premium subscription. Go back and listen to the show called Semi-Sweet Melissa. I'm not going to play it for Scott. No. But, but when we do the the last one, we're going to play all three of them to yeah. hear the progression. Right? Yes. We got to. Come on. Yes. You have to. All right. If, I'll find it while we're... If everyone promises to plug their ears. <laughs> nope. No, we want to hear how, much you've, how far you've come. Oh. We know it's, it's in there. Um, you got anything new on your website? No, we're just wearing out that sinus spray. The allergies have come early this year. You know, the those Bradford players, when they start to bloom, that's what I'm allergic to. Are so those just, the pink ones? Well, they, they, A lot of them are white flowers, and then it, and as soon as they, they'll turn, the whole tree turns completely white, mm-hmm. and I'll seize my head off for about three weeks. And then as the tree turns green from the bottom up, you can watch it. I can smell again. I can breathe again. This is the most recent multi-track. So this was before the lessons. Okay. Crossroads. Hardy off. It's like a cat scratching the fucking <laughs> Chalk Gypsy flies cold to cold. Got to so get it dialed be, in. I'd say it's hard to do that and play the guitar at the same time. Yeah, and do both it. really, really well. It, it would yeah. be hard if that was what he was doing, but we played the instrument track first and then he got to sing. Oh, okay. Just yeah. singing. Because yeah. the new studio has uh, multi track. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I can't do either one. And that wasn't a guitar either. Yeah. Well, I, I, I mean, actually made that. Oh. He, he made that instrument. He mm-hmm. t- he modified. Well, d- tell him. Well, tell I had, a, I, had a, I had a, a, an acoustic banjo that I modified. Took the strings off of it and strung it like a mandolin. Mm. So it's like an octave mandolin. So yeah, it's I like made a, my own, like an Irish bazooki kind of thing. Is it the same as a mando cello? No, it's it's it, it's in between. It's between okay. what a cello and a violin would be. It's it's, so it's like an it's like a viola. It's like a viola. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Exactly okay. Right. Yeah. Just yeah. one octave deeper than my mandolin. Well, that's cool, man. All right. Did we have something else we were going to talk about? Mm. Maybe before we Opie get to... Opie and Anthony. Oh, yeah. Oh, thank you. Lady thank Diagnosis you. Yes, is yes, famous. Yes, that's right. Okay. That's hilarious. So... <laughs> no, I have not. I got an email from a bunch of people saying, oh, they're talking about Lady Diagnosis on Opie and Anthony, and here's here's 
on OPA. By the way, you got to pay for your uh, tickets. Sorry, on uh, OP Radio podcast. All right. <laughs> I, I, I ain't giving up a free seat. I'm going to stand in the back. Good looking woman, though. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. How about wait. the hot? Do you That's remember the, the, the Dr. Steve down in Tennessee? Yeah. When I went down there and did a gig for him last year, uh, the lady he sent to pick me up and the take lady. me to the hotel, and, you know, uh, loves loves Florentine. Yeah. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. Because she was like, I was like, she was like, he, he invited me to New York to come see him. And I'm like, really? And she goes, yeah, but then, you know, he said, I'll probably be working, so we'll just have to hang out. I'm, just, I'm not yeah. going to spend any time with you. Of course. You're going to make money if I'm going to hang out. I'm not going to spend any time yeah. with you. You can just sit over here for Yeah, a just sit in the corner and watch the show, and then we'll go for beers afterwards. <laughs> i got to pick up 100 bucks to fucking pay for the tab. <laughs> I'm not giving you a Saturday woman. night. I, it's so nothing really, against no, her, but anybody. She told me straight up, she goes, the motherfucker looked me in the face and said, oh, fly up, but then you're just going to have to fucking sit tight in the corner. Sure. Are you going to cancel three shows on a no. Saturday night? It's like, I hope you like comedy, bitch. Right. Do I've seen you lugging chicks around from club to club Love on a Saturday. Yeah. By the way, you got to pay for your tickets. So, so no, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving up a free seat. I'm going to stand in the back. Good looking woman, though. I know, I know. Self-sufficient. Got yeah. a job. Benefits. Well, I, I was married at the time when I went down there to oh, do the really? show. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, so I couldn't hook up with her. I knew she was into me, but, right. but then when I got single, I go, yeah, come to New York. Right. No, I was down there. You can't give up your whole night. No, I'm down there. I'm like, who? I'm like, come on. There's no. You don't look this good. And some comic hadn't flirted with you. And she's right. like, Jim flirted. Yeah. I would have totally. <laughs> there we go. There we go. I mean, if I was single, I, I, I would have been making out with her at the airport, <laughs> waiting for my luggage. <laughs> She was good looking. Good looking. Where woman. was this? Yeah. In uh, in the Tri Cities down in Tennessee. Oh, okay. He's like in the middle of nowhere down there. Bristol, right? Johnson, really City, hard to Kingsport. Get to. Well, then they start talking about me, but, but anyway. <clears throat> what did they say about you? Oh, I don't think anything. The Tri Cities, yeah. He's trying to get a comedy scene going down there, nah. but there's not really a lot of people they in the They got an airport. They got an airport. That's about oh, it. Oh, they got a, a small one, though, right? Yeah, it was the Tri Cities. Yeah, all right, all right. So, yeah, the but end- that was so funny. This was one of the best. And I'm like, I would have given you two. I did, if I come for the weekend, I'll take one night off. I would have taken one night off. I would have, uh, Sunday, I would have worked maybe. the other night. I would have worked the other night, but I would have taken the I one night I would do one show on a Sunday, but I still <laughs> So, look, you know, that money's going to pay for the hotel room that we're getting. That's true. So, true. You know true. I mean, it's a, I I'm, it's no. a business. I'm running a business here. <laughs> it's a business expense. <laughs> so, anyway. So. I didn't know he was married when he came down here. I didn't. I thought he was already divorced then. I think he may be misremembering that. Do you remember? No, he wasn't married. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. Oh, he doesn't know if he was married or not. <laughs> God almighty. <laughs> so as... Because oh, he... Well, yeah, he wasn't married. <laughs> so how does that make you feel um, hearing these guys talking, about, these comedians talking about you that you work with? That's hilarious. It's okay, good. I'm glad Self-sufficient. I know. I was impressed Hot lady. With that. It's got to make her feel good. good yeah, job. that's nice. Yeah, benefits. Hmm. I've got go. benefits. Yes, absolutely. I'm a, <laughs> your insurance <quite> a sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't ask me how I know that. Uh-huh. But. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, I'm a yeah, catch. There you go. So uh, come to the Tri Cities. Yep, and um, I always tell I tell these guys I've got this supermodel. We'll walk you around or drive you around. I say she's an aging supermodel, but a supermodel nonetheless. So. <laughs> So, in the comedy world, you are you're definitely a comedy ten. There's no question about that. So. Wow, there you go. that's is that, huge. Is that bad? Tacey's never... looking at me like you asshole. <laughs> What's wrong with that? I, I just was looking at you. Oh, okay. 
the look must have been for something else. I don't remember. <laughs> okay. That's her starry-eyed look. But anyway, Steve. yes, the comedians all like you. Oh, wonderful. So there you go. All right. Well, that's nice to hear. Yeah. Get a little traction on a on a bigger podcast than ours. Mm. So there you go. Wow. All right. You guys ready to take some phone calls? Let's. Uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah, still some asshole on the radio. Wait, what? <laughs> Number one thing. Oh. Don't take advice from some asshole on the radio. All I heard was asshole on the radio. I thought Ronnie B was... Uh, well, anyway, here we <laughs> Hey, Dr. Steve, Dr. Scott. My name is Mike. I was calling to talk a little bit about uh, some old wives' tales. So my family is uh, from Poland, and I've seen this with other European families. When they come visit here in California, they absolutely hate, 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 hate air conditioning, whether it's in the car, whether it's in the house. They say that's how you get sick. Same with, like, not wearing... Uh, socks on a tile floor or having windows open and having a breeze through the house uh and these are you know college educated smart people i don't know is there any truth in that i mean i've all heard the story of the the helicopter pilot that didn't want to get sick so he turned off the fan but i just wanted to see if there was any kind of medical underpinning uh thanks but yeah not a whole lot um hey dr whoop. steve oh, dr hey buddy <laughs> it's um uh, we had we had ways to heat our homes long before we had ways to cool our home. And when I was a uh, a baby, I remember we had um, a big giant fan in the ceiling that my mom would turn on, or I'm sorry, in the attic, and it would suck air through the whole house. I mean, it was like a, a airplane propeller, and it would suck air through the whole house. And uh, we would drive in a car with no air conditioning. I don't ever remember being hot because you just didn't know any different you just Mm -hmm. open the windows Mm -hmm. and um so when you have air conditioning it's weird to people at the time it was weird there were a lot of myths about it at the time uh that people thought it was unhealthy to you know be living in cool air like that and but so some of this is just a myth because people weren't used to it and if you're in europe remember we were in europe taste and some of the places we went were like well you don't need air conditioning you know it's always like bullshit it's 98 degrees here (laughs) bullshit yeah it was bullshit Bullshit. (laughs) so um uh but a poorly maintained air conditioner can be a problem with um, filters that might need to be changed dr steve yes and i will do, do you that know as of a place as, other than as soon as we're done today <laughs> okay my delightful uh, friend i will do that and i've been remiss in changing the filters uh filters can be a problem but there's this thing called sick building syndrome have you heard of that mm-hmm. sure. nasal congestion breathing problems headaches fatigue irritated skin and what they were thinking is that there may be microorganisms in the system that may have some subtle effects on some people. Uh, but the the more common one that we know about is Legionnaire's disease. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have water that's pooling and then um, you get this Legionella bacteria and then you and it's if it's pooling in an air conditioning system mm-hmm. then you can spray it onto people and you can get Legionnaire's disease, which is the third most common community-acquired pneumonia, and people just aren't aware of it, uh, that it's that common. It's very common. Legionella pneumonia is, is not um, in any way rare. And uh, we always treat for it when we have community-acquired pneumonias come in. You always treat people for atypical organisms when they, you know, when they hit the emergency room. 
uh, for admission. So uh, that's one way. So, but a a, a properly um, uh, maintained air conditioner unit with no pooling water should be okay as long as you change your filters and you're not uh, spraying allergens around the house. Now, whether it's healthy for the planet, it's a whole other thing we can talk about. Now, Dr. Scott's a big environmentalist, but last mm-hmm. time I was at your house, it was very nicely air-conditioned. So. Uh, I love my air-conditioned. <laughs> just... It's my best friend. Yeah. As a I perimenopausal hate. woman, Yes, it's my best you know, it friend. It does the most for me, though. It keeps the uh, allergens out of the air so I can keep my, my windows closed and I don't sneeze my damn head off in the spring. Yeah, oh, great. That's the key for me. Great, it's actually great keeps point. me healthier. I was just going to bring up there's yeah. uh, this uh, Michelle Bell. Uh, she's a professor professor of environmental health at Yale University. She did some research on air conditioning and found that the use of a well maintained air conditioning unit lowered a person's risk for health complications, including hospital admissions and premature death due to cardiovascular issues. So we're actually we're we're by running our air conditioning taste we're um, you know preventing. Uh, hospitalizations and early death so we're at home crank it up we do plenty to cause hospitalizations and early death (laughs) that's true so (laughs) and uh during intense heat waves air conditioning obviously saves saves lives lives. yeah so there you go so uh just if you're going to use it get an efficient air conditioner we need to replace ours to make it more energy efficient so we're using less carbon uh i i'm i'm fine with that and uh uh, it just makes sure it's well maintained, and uh, you should be okay. Mm. All right, there you go. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yo, Yo. buddy, what's up? <laughs> no? No? How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks for asking. All right, cool. I was just wondering, oh. listening to this stuff. I get what he's doing. He's didn't you have a friend that said it made him mad? Yeah. That, that, that I tried to make it sound, sound like, like I'm you're interacting. To him. Yeah, let me let's try that over again. Let, okay. okay, so he's now, answering. Okay. Yo. Hey, man. Buddy. Hey, how's it going, bro? What's up? Hey, we're doing all right. How you doing? How are you? Yeah, good, good. good. How about you? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks for asking. There you go. <laughs> I was just wondering, listening to this stuff about. Oregon and whatnot having a measles outbreak, I believe it is, because of the anti-vax movement and all this BS. Uh, it's, it's ridiculous. I have one of these in my family. My freaking sister and my brother, for that matter, are anti-vaxxers, and they're always telling me that the government uh, getting paid to vaccinate our children to push these vaccines on our children. They're getting wait. Big government is getting paid to push. It's usually big pharma. Yeah, it's usually they're after well, big pharma. Big pharma's right. paying government to oh, tell them. Oh, that's what he's saying. Yeah, I was confused yeah. Yeah. as to who was paying who. It causes cancer. It causes uh, autism and uh, the mercury and the thimerosal and all. I'm like, you, you know that guy was 
found not to be bogus, right? She's like, oh, that's not why. Uh, we believe, I'm like, oh. She's like, do your own research. Well, I'm like, I did, and it's, I'm telling you what I found. Like, what, what, I need to go to yourright.com and find this? I don't know. There's a group in New York now that's uh, starting up. They're trying to get some traction. Uh, you've heard the, uh, I think, Rochester? And they have said measles, or not measles, I'm sorry. They said vaccines cause adults. And that's oh, vaccines cause adults. That's what he said. I like that. Oh, I like That's that. That's cute. That's actually very clever. His audio was terrible, but basically mm-hmm. he was in an argument with a family member who is an anti-vaccine person. And uh, I was just going to uh, – there's uh, – Stuff an, drives me bonkers. A nice article from yesterday out of Oregon. Um, this measles outbreak in southwest Washington added some urgency for Oregon lawmakers. So you'd think if any place would maybe lean toward being an anti-vaccine place, it might be the Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. But their uh, their um, uh, lawmakers are certainly not following suit with that. And uh, 65 people, many of them unvaccinated children, have been sickened with measles in Clark County, Washington. That's just in one one county. Uh, they're saying it's not a theoretical discussion anymore. It's a very practical discussion, said Representative Mitch Greenlick. I wonder what his nickname was in mm-hmm. in, uh, <laughs> in high school. The Portland Democrat behind a proposal making it more difficult for families to opt out of vaccine requirements. And then you'll get some people saying, well, this is totalitarian forcing people to uh, have you know vaccines, but this is for the public good. There's no question about it. People, I'm telling you, you don't remember what it was like if you're if you're uh, against these vaccines. I had a kindergarten friend die from measles when I was a kid. We had kids in wheelchairs with polio. You just don't see that shit anymore. So people think, well, it just doesn't happen. But it did happen. And vaccines are the things that stopped that. When was the last time you've heard of somebody who died from tetanus? I've had uh, one case of tetanus in my 30-plus years, and it was in an unvaccinated person. You know, uh, when's the last time you saw diphtheria? Does anybody? Oh, that's your mother. Let's get this. Oh no, no I, I ignored it, people. I did not answer. No. Hey, man, Big Joe, you're on weird medicine. Oh. Oh, you are. Yeah. Okay. What can we do for you? Uh, I wanted to bring over my new dog and show it to you. Oh my goodness, you got a new dog? <laughs> yep. So. With all the other shit in your life right now, you decided you're going to add some more shit to it. Well, happier. Let's okay. Put it that way. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Uh, bring them over in like 30 minutes. Okay. All okay. right. See you then. You got anything to say to your fans in the radio audience? Just say hello to them. All right. Well, you just did. <laughs> I hope they had a good winter. Well, okay. <laughs> okay. Bye. All right. Bye. Big Joe, everybody. This dog's going to come shit all over our house. I know, and piss and everything. Just like the other one does. Yep. The other one, if you say hello to it, it just pisses on the floor. <laughs> That's what I meant. So she's already got a dog? Yes. Oh, Lord. And a kitty cat. And then, you know, two grandchildren living with her and Tacey's brother. And, you know. Mm-hmm. Just, it's uh, a swell place. And now she's going to add another. And I, Is it a puppy? Do you know? Is it? It's a two-month-old chihuahua, apparently. Oh. Okay, so at least if it shits all over everywhere, it's it's going to be very shits. small. Yeah. and our dogs will probably eat it. <laughs> <laughs> Most likely, yes. they do. Yes, <laughs> corpophagic. 
All right. Well, here we go. Uh, here's the other side. The government's authority ends at my skin. Parent and advocate Brianna Sagdahl said outside the public hearing room, it's my body, it's my family, my choice, and they can pass whatever the law they want. I'm not following it. By God. You know, while most states allow for religious exemptions to vaccine, what religion, um, what religious teaching keeps you from taking vaccines? I'm not aware of any. But oh, yeah. Um, are you? Yes. I'll have, to, I'll have to give me a second. I don't know who that is. Why is your microphone sound so crabby? Tacey's way too high and you're way too low. Let me see. And I'm just right. And you're right. Hello, right. You. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see here. About 7.5% of kindergartners in Oregon were uh, unvaccinated in 2018, the highest rate in the state history. Nearly all these children used non-medical exemption, including, or according to uh, this uh, person with the Oregon Health Authority, 96% of all Oregon school children are vaccinated against measles. There are individual schools throughout the state with far lower rates of vaccination. If the disease were to hit those areas, it would spread rapidly like it did in Clark County. And the other side of it, parents in emotional testimony said the government shouldn't force children to be immunized to receive an education. Some came to Oregon to escape strict vaccine requirements in California, which implemented a similar law in 2016. Um, you know, there you go. So I don't drives know me apeshit. I don't know what to tell you. Vaccines save lives. Yeah, there no nothing has zero risk. There's no question there are going to be kids who will get a vaccine who will have a you know, bad outcome, sometimes even a tragic outcome. And for them, uh, you know, I don't know what to say to you. It's um, if we knew ahead of time who those kids were, we wouldn't vaccinate those kids. We'd vaccinate everybody else. There might be. You know, so we might have 10,000 unvaccinated kids because we know we're going to harm them in this country, but they would be protected by the 350 million minus 10,000 people who are vaccinated. But the problem is when you don't vaccinate just because you're afraid you're going to be in that one in a million or one in 10 million, whatever the number is that's going to have some bad outcome. It's just like saying I'm not going to wear my seatbelt because I'm afraid I'm going to get it trapped in my car in a burning car wreck. And uh, the odds of being trapped in a car in a burning car wreck are about one in a million. The odds of being harmed seriously by getting in that same car, uh, same car wreck where you're not trapped without your seatbelt is about one in two. So... You're trading um, uh, almost near certainty odds for remote odds, and you're you're making your life much much more dangerous. But then they have peace of mind. So how much is that worth? Well, do they have peace of mind? They don't well, have. They peace think of, they do. Well, they don't have peace of mind not. when their kid gets measles and has right. a, an even worse outcome. But until then, they yeah. have more peace of mind. A lot of people may say they have peace of mind when they vaccine vaccinate mm-hmm. their kids. Yeah, so it goes I, both ways. I was nervous about it because of hearing about it, I knew better. The intellectual part of my brain said, "I know this is mm-hmm. something we have to do," but the um, emotional part of my brain was like, "Oh God, you know, while we're doing this, I'm gritting my teeth, hoping that nothing." bad happens that the the crazy side isn't right about this but then i had a great peace of mind afterward mm-hmm. you know because uh they didn't have an untoward effect and i knew they were protected how how harmful is it for the kids that have been vaccinated 
to be hanging out with these unvaccinated hippies. Um, it, hey. It, hey. You're not an unvaccinated hippie. True, I'm just, just a hippie. A hippie. <laughs> yeah, that's a different kind of hippie. Yeah, it's a, it is a totally different kind hippie. of hippie. stage two hippie. That's right. I'm, I'm right. <laughs> yeah, you're stage two. <laughs> um, those are age, stage one. Aging hippie. There is some risk, though. That, although those kids are protected, the real risk is to the unvaccinated people. But there is some risk, um, even to vaccinate people. As you know, no vaccine is perfect. So if you've got a bunch of unvaccinated people and they and there's a um, a um, uh, an outbreak, then the people who have marginal immunity, even though they were vaccinated, are at more risk of coming in contact with live virus and having something happen to them. So yeah, there's some risk. It's less. I like how they say, "Well, you vaccinated your kids, so I don't really need to vaccinate my kids." Right. They're, ba- they're well, thanks. They're basing that on herd immunity, mm-hmm. which is um, when you base your decision on that, you're just saying it's okay for everybody else to take the one in a million risk for their kids in the interest of keeping society safe. But I'm not willing to do that. I'm going to let everybody else do that. And uh, that's bullshit. Mm -hmm. That's like I'm not going to pay my taxes. Well, you know, everybody else pays their taxes, so, you know, they they won't notice that. Mm -hmm. You know, go fuck yourself. Pay your taxes. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't like that that reason, Mm -hmm. but that's what they're looking at is herd immunity. and, And they're partially right. Uh, when you have a large populace that is vaccinated, you're less likely to have an outbreak because it's hard for the, the virus to catch hold. But when you've got a place like Clark County where you've got a big glob of people who aren't um, vaccinated, then they'll just pass it through themselves and it's amplified. It just takes one place like Disney World, you know? Yeah, where everybody oh, yeah. comes together. Absolutely. Yep. Next yeah, thing you, you know, is they'll stop circumcisions, won't they? <laughs> no. <laughs> Let me see. Disney you, uh, measles outbreak. Let's let's read up on that. Okay, that was in that was California. This was actually um, hit the CDC measles outbreak, California, December 2014 to February 2015. A California Department of Health was notified about a suspected measles case. The patient was hospitalized, unvaccinated child, 11 years old, with rash onset on December 28th, so three days after the holiday. The only notable travel history during the exposure period was a visit to one of two adjacent Disney theme parks located in Orange County, California. On the same day, the California Department of Public Health received reports of four additional suspected measles cases in California residents, two Utah residents, all of whom reported visiting one or both of the theme parks Mm. during uh, mid-December. By January 7, seven California measles cases had been confirmed, and they issued a press release on the Epidemic Information Exchange notification to other states regarding this outbreak. As of February 11th, that was that year, a total of 125 measles cases with rash occurred during that time period were confirmed, connected with the outbreak. Now, let's see. Uh, um, among 34 secondary cases, 26 were household or close contact. So they were people brought it back home and gave it to other people. Um, uh, now, let me see. Um, of the 110 California patients, 45% were unvaccinated. Five percent had one dose of measles containing vaccine and seven had two doses and one had three doses 43 percent didn't know what their dog what their status was so they may have been vaccinated and didn't know it so that comes back to your thing 
you know, being vaccinated is not a perfect protection. It most of the time protects you from dying, but doesn't protect you from getting it. Um, let's see. I just want to look and see how many people really got sick, but it doesn't really say. So, you know, ended up in the hospital over it. But, you know, there you go. Vaccinate. Vaccinate your fucking kids. And it actually, um, uh, the the hepatitis B vaccine will prevent some cases of hepatocellular cancer. So it doesn't cause cancer, it prevents cancer. And uh, we're still waiting for the true long-term data, but we've found that the Gardasil or the, you know, the anti-HPV vaccines that are oriented toward bad actors in the HPV community, which would be particularly HPV strain 16, um, uh, has shown decrease in bad pap smears. And what we're assuming is over the next couple of decades, we'll see a marked decline in the number of cervical cancer So they're cases. already seeing a decrease. Yeah. Yep. That's cool. All right. Hey, Dr. Steve. Um, I am a real dumbass. But anyway... <laughs> well, you're calling the right place. <laughs> I, I have a allergic reaction to cold air a lot of times. It went away after about two and a half years, and now it's happened again. About two and a half years, about three or four or five years ago, whenever it was happening, I told my doctor that I had cold inertia. Oh, what? Wrong word. Yep. Dumb fuck. I'm not a, it's not inertia. You're to carry up. Um, it's just basically fucking cold hives. It's your to carry is the word he's looking for. I've yeah. read up about it as much as I can. I can't figure out is what that I not should do next. Um, no, your to carry is hives. Right. It looks like a red rash. So oh. cold your to will be um, uh, reddish, itchy welts and swelling when your skin is exposed to cold. So hmm. just like there are certain people like. Uh, uh, well, we, well P.A. John was aller- supposedly allergic to shrimp. Now he eats shrimp like crazy. I mean, we didn't feed him. We made... Sp- I, I had to make special dinners for this. Special dinners. And then he wasn't even... <laughs> he wasn't even allergic. But, uh, but people with... <laughs> <laughs> no. It's- oh, my God. People with food allergies often will get these rashes. And uh, urticaria... <laughs> Uh, uh, it, its hallmark is it's itchy and it comes and goes mm. and it'll be raised, just slightly raised red, geographic in, in uh, shape and um, so anyway, let's see what else this guy says about I, it. I want to go back to my doctor uh, but he waved, he looked at me like I was crazy the last time, maybe because I, maybe because I said inertia <laughs> and uh, next time tell him I have cold hives and see how it reacts, maybe he'll treat it more seriously because it's itching the fuck out of me. I'm a truck driver, so I can't very well take a bunch of Benadryl so I don't itch, because then I want to fall asleep. You know? Okay, well, he's right. It's probably not good to take Benadryl when you're driving, but there are other antihistamines that are non-drowsy that you can buy over the counter. Allegra being one of them. Uh, what is that? Fexofenadine, I think. Mm-hmm. And it comes in a 24-hour dose without the decongestant, you know, just plain 180 milligrams of fexofenadine. That may take care of it. There are medications like uh, leukotriene antagonists like uh, Montelukast, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Singular, that can absolutely just make this stop happening. And that has no 
uh, drowsy side effects, anything like that. Scott, what do they use in traditional Chinese medicine for urticaria? We have we have a formula called Xanthium. It's the same thing that I give you for your sinuses. It's Xanthium nasal formula work, works for um, um, inflammation. But it, it, did he say where it was specifically? Was it just in one spot or all over? I don't know. I'm assuming I mean, if it's, since it's urticaria, it's all over. Yeah, well, I was going to say it could be just specific to something. You could just use a topical, you know, hydrocortisone cream. Yeah. You know, if it's, if it's, if you can. If it's in one one local area. Yeah, if it's in one, if it's all over his body, you yeah, just can't bathe in that help. stuff. But um, take some, take your medicine. Yeah, go talk to the primary care if the over the counter and non drowsy antihistamines don't work for you, then they can put you on this uh, leukotriene antagonist and see if that helps. Uh, so, you know, sometimes they'll use steroids, but I would only use that in an extreme bad case where we're just trying to acutely get rid of it. Uh, there are other medications that you can use as well. And, um, uh, you know, let's uh, get checked and then call us back and let us know how that helps. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have a question. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. This is something that happens to me. I have, what is it called, um, when your extremities get cold and turn blue? Oh, Raynaud's syndrome? Yes. You actually have that? I think so. Okay. But every once in a while, in my joints, in my fingers, or in my toes, I get a blob of I guess it's blood, and it pools, and it hurts really bad. Like, I don't even know how to describe it. It just hurts. Like, I start screaming, and then mm, it'll what? pop, and it'll my whole finger or wherever that pain was will turn purple. I want to see that. You're talking about it this is on the surface on my, of the skin? It happens under, right under. Like, uh, last under this week, it happened on my toe, um, in my feet. And it, a lot happens in my fingers, like right in the joint is usually where it happens and i'll bend it and you'll feel it pop and then the pain goes away is there bruising that when it pops yeah it's purple it's purple before it purple and then before it turn, it. and it stays purple after it pops and then it doesn't hurt anymore but it's excruciating it hurts and in my feet because it hurts to walk my fingers yeah. aren't as bad i'm gonna have to say you stumped me on this one i want to see it when it happens and okay. i may be able to figure it out okay you got anything on that um yeah, I was just thinking to get when when she first started saying thinking you know like a, if maybe I'm thinking it's not Raynaud's. I mean if she's got some some uh, vascular you know these are blood filled cysts yeah. though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's only in the, my my toes and my fingers that huh. I've had it yet. I they just started about two years ago. And they pop. Yeah, they pop when you when you sometimes. when you move your fingers or toes. I gotta you see step this. On I gotta see it when it sometimes happens. it just pops. Sometimes I can like Manipulate bend it, it and it'll explode. You got me fooled on that one. Let, let's talk about something I do know: Raynaud's disease. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> so if you actually have it, it's a rare disorder of blood vessels, usually in the fingers and toes, and uh, you get this sort of French or American, depending on the, the way you look at it, uh, reaction. When you put your hands, and we could do that one time on the show and then and mm-hmm. videotape it, but you put your hands in ice water, and then they turn white because you get constriction, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. of the blood vessels. So the initial reaction is they turn white. And uh, 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 constriction of the blood vessels, you get decreased blood flow to the hands, white hands. And then as it continues to uh, have decreased blood flow, they'll turn blue. It's called cyanosis, right? That makes mm-hmm, sense. Mm-hmm. And then when it resolves, blood rushes back into the hands. The hands turn red. Mm. So you get a white, blue, and red, hmm. very patriotic uh, reaction to this stuff. Yeah, let's do that one day. And uh, people usually don't 
uh, know why it's why it happens. People in colder climates are more likely to develop raynaudes. Now you came from a colder climate, mm-hmm. and the, I just started having well, those symptoms in the last ten years. The finger numbness. Yeah. So what they recommend home treatment is if it starts to happen, put your hands in warm water immediately. Try to try to counteract it. Keep your hands and feet warm. You're going to be more likely in a, a true cold snap to get frostbite and stuff like that because you're not going to have enough blood flow to your extremities and they'll <coughs> freeze easier. Mm-hmm. And if there are certain triggers, then um, um, uh, you know avoid those. But the treatment is to take medications that keep the blood vessels from constricting. So those would be vasodilators. And those can have their own interesting adverse effects. So you don't want to take them unless you know for sure you have Raynaud's disease. But uh, this blood-filled coming and going cysts in your fingers, I don't know what that is. Okay. And I haven't said that very many times on this show, but that, that's a new one on me. I was just thinking petechiae maybe, you know, well, some sort of a... I got to see it. Yeah. If I could see it, I could tell what it is, I think. Okay. Because I, 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 what I'm thinking is the image Sorry. in my brain of what's going on and what's really going on are probably two different things. All right? Mm-hmm. Okay. If anybody else has any idea, give us a give us a shout. All right. I got one for Dr. Scott, and then we're going to get out of here. And see a dog. Get out. Hey, Dr. Steve, Dr. Scott. I've been dealing with tinnitus for about 20 years. And I'm going to be 40 this year, and it seems to be getting worse. I was hoping that uh, Dr. Scott might have some herbal voodoo that would help me out with this. Really appreciate any advice you guys got. Thanks. Tinnitus? Is that what he said? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And What's you that? can pronounce it tinnitus or tinnitus. tinnitus. I think, go ahead and take it, Scott, if you want to. No, I was going to say the... Uh, it can it's be ringing very, in the ears. Ringing in the ears. It's it sound. <clears throat> you're hearing sound that isn't there, and it's not in the brain like a schizophrenic. It's actually mm-hmm. caused by mechanical or electrical problems in the ears. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, it can be mechanical. Can be electrical. Doctor Steve, I'll tell the, the guy if it's if it's from trauma. If there's actual trauma to the to the ears from loud gunshots, or you know, we get some of the military guys that we serve the veterans have it and it's almost impossible for me to treat with any kind of acupuncture or herbs if we get someone that's got a sinus related um tinnitus it's it's very easily treated with some anti-inflammatories and some uh, some allergy medications as well as some acupuncture and i actually do it down believe it or not i do it needles with electrical stimulation just below the ears and in the throat around the lymph nodes kind of drain some of the fluid out of there um works extremely well and but you know, sometimes people get tinnitus from from other things like medications. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they get aspirin it from is aspirin. Classic. Aspirin is a classic. You know, sometimes we'll see it with people on statin medications, blood pressure medications, and even some hormones will will throw it off. So you know, really thorough workup from your family medicine doctor, and then um, certainly give somebody like me a shot that that, that treats it. You know, fairly well. Yep. Depending so if on it which is kind from of aspirin, will you still do the uh, acupuncture, or do you just tell no, them to stop aspirin? Stop, stop the aspirin. Come okay. up with a better way to keep yeah. the blood thin. Yeah. Looking at their medications, is always one. think drugs yeah. because that's the easiest thing. If it's yeah. that, it's and simple, you, and you can get yeah. rid of it. It's great. But his has been going on for years. It's probably ne- not probably that. not medicine. Probably sinuses. I would guess they'll use some kind of uh, phlegm. Uh, I would see an ear, nose, and throat doc. They always kind of throw their arms up as well. The two folks that frustrate the ear, nose, and throat docs the most are um, people with vertigo or the dizzy ones or the people with tinnitus because it's so frustrating to try to treat. But there are medications um, that you can use, including tricyclic antidepressants. If you have uh, tinnitus in one ear, 
and you've got dizziness, you may have Meniere's, Meniere's disease, disease, which is a whole different deal. That's actually pretty treatable. And as a matter of fact, um, oh gosh, um, who was the astronaut who had Meniere's disease? And he ended up going to um, going to uh, the moon. Oh, could have been not too many of them to choose from. <laughs> no, I know, I know. Um, he was the first Aldrin, guy in the Redstone rocket. Uh, Aldrin, you know. Who was the first American in space? Flint Why can't I think of his name? Hey, but you know, in Chinese medicine, though, it is we call it a phlegm disorder. So there's a, we have a lot of good medications that can drain the phlegm out of the ears. Alan Shepard. Alan Shepard. Hey, another thing, real quick, dietary things: milk, uh, foods, you know, foods like chickens that can cause phlegm. Maybe he drinks a lot of milk; it can just stop that. It'll get better. Okay. They have machines, too. There are white noise machines that you can get. Uh, they produce um, environmental sounds like rain and stuff, and it just masks it. There is a thing called a tinnitus retraining device. It's wearable, and uh, it they deliver sort of uh, programmed tonal music that masks the specific frequencies of the tinnitus that you're hearing. Mm-hmm. So an audiologist would help you with that, mm-hmm. and you normally you would run into them in a... Um, uh, ear, nose, and throat physician's uh, office. So go see an ENT. Tell them you got this tinnitus. You've tried everything. And um, the other thing you can do is go to clinicaltrials.gov and just put in tinnitus. See if anybody's doing anything cutting edge uh, for treatment. Matter of fact, let's just do that. We've got send us send, send us an email if he wants a referral from someone in his area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. We got a minute fifteen of the music. Let me just go to clinicaltrials.trials.gov. And let's put in tinnitus. T-I-N-N-I-T-U-S. Uh-oh. Here we go. There's all kinds of them. Um, and then you want to do actively recruiting. Somatosensory tinnitus study. Okay, what you want to find are treatment studies. Uh, here's a bunch of device studies. Clinical trial in investigating the effect of tinted light on perception of tinnitus. Well, that's a way out wacky one. Lidoderm patch for tinnitus treatment. There's all kinds of stuff. So uh, check that out as well. And then if you find something that actually helps, uh, give us a call. Don't forget stuff.drsteve.com. Stuff.drsteve.com. Thanks to uh, Dr. Scott Tacey and Lady Diagnosis. Until next time, check your stupid nuts for lumps. Quit smoking, get off your asses, and get some exercise. We'll see you in one week for the next edition of Weird Medicine. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody.